0: build an environment of pursuing curiosity
1: you know who you are who you really are like (laughs) you are listening to everyday educators on 1921 radio
2: everyday educators and we educate every day what's going on loved ones welcome to everyday educators on 1921 radio.com as always i am jeremy rembert your host here with the always beautiful miss naomi what's going on eh
1: nothing i learned that i definitely could be more um productive if i had like a three-day weekend so as ah. i reading and like seeing all these articles about like four-day work weeks this weekend has made me think like yes that would be great
2: okay what was the uh what was the best part of your weekend
1: i saw drake on friday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i went to how was that house. phenomenal phenomenal so good every time i go to a concert i'm always like thinking about how much stuff costs like licensing all that stuff he had like mm-hmm. a peter pan float um and like the the peter pan thing music i'm like wow drake tell us that you have money um
2: mm.
1: and it, it's just like I love cause all that's starting in somebody's mind. So like yeah. and, and to see it like actualized is probably like my favorite thing about going to concerts because they're like I said, they're they're creative, they're cool, and, and someone had those ideas yeah. for the show. And especially that was my first time seeing Drake, so I was super excited, but I think especially someone like Drake who has been performing close to 20 years at this point mm-hmm. thinking about like how do I top my last show? How do I you know make my my people feel good and and happy to to be here with me. Um it's just a really cool experience. So
2: okay. Was well, that your uh like best concert you've been to? or like oh where oh where does that rank with like
1: i would say it was anita baker so i saw if you don't know i love anita baker she is like my favorite ever she's been my favorite since i was a little kid um i really loved anita baker because i love live music fun fact about me i also played the violin for 12 years so i know a lot about music in general. And so I love to hear live music and I like to hear the creativity and in, um, live instruments. So Anita Baker's band, when she was in Chicago, I think it's like 2019, right before the pandemic, um, her band brought that. And so it was like really cool. I saw Kendrick, maybe like a year ago at this point. Um, and I will put Kendrick up there Okay. um as one of my my favorite concerts
2: i'm still a turn a from the jbp um i am a whole venger for sure wow and uh i've seen him twice i've seen drake twice as well but uh definitely jay-z top everything um okay Um, we're going to jump right into actual factual. So, um, I just saw the equalizer three and it was, it was great. Um, the way that they were able to continue the story in a new way, um, was, uh, refreshing and. It's, I, you know, they're not part of the same universe, but Dakota Fanning was in it. And, you know, in my heart, I would like to think this is a continue. Oh, no, that wasn't Dakota Fanning, you see? I was gonna say Leon the Professional. I'm thinking she was in there and I'm like, oh, this is the same little girl, but different universes. I digress. But my question is for you, Nay. what are your like favorite actors? What are your favorite actors?
1: Favorite actors, let me think here, who would be a favorite
2: actor? So while you gather your thoughts, of course, I'm gonna start with my metaphorical father, Samuel L. Jackson, Sammy J. Um, also, I, I love Don Child, uh, his performance. Not many people saw it and it's a very like avant-garde feel, but, uh, um, Miles Ahead when he played Miles Davis, Mm. like it was, he was Miles Davis. It's like on par with Will Smith as Muhammad Ali. Like he was really, really good. Um, and then of course the man who I, I named myself after him, Peoples Hernandez. From Shaft, also starring Samuel Jackson, um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is a phenomenal actor, uh, so those would be like on my list of favorites. What about you?
1: I think the one person that comes to mind is Daniel Kaluuya, and I think he comes to mind because I recently had a conversation about him. But I think of him. Obviously, we first got I first got introduced to him in Get Out, which he did a really great job. But he was in Black Panther. He was in um, what's that movie that was about um, the Black Panthers?
2: Uh, Judas and the Black Priest.
1: Yes. Um, and I just feel like he he really brings to life whatever character mm-hmm. um he does. I like, can get out. I think like. We, I was like obsessed when it when Get Out came out. Um, I read all the articles. I had all the opinions. I probably could have read, wrote my own article, but I didn't. Um, and so he really brought that experience to life, which we, as Black people or a person of color, have all experienced some level of that. Percent. Um, so yeah, he is who is coming to mine but you know I'm not really like this in like who are your top three R&B singers like that I know like <laughs> actors I would have to like kind of like think about it and then of course you think about like all the answers that like to questions that you didn't ask like, mm-hmm. you like? or like To be came to mine
2: <laughs> if y'all don't know she I don't know what they call the To b half but she a part of it for Love. sure So, Nay, I have a question. Have you watched any of the Star Wars films or shows?
1: One, but I fell asleep.
2: Mm-hmm. We're going to ignore that little bit of disrespect on the, uh, the Great trying Star to be Wars. Disrespectful.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that I type mean, of I is hear you. Not align with my brain.
2: Listen, Carmen, a hip, a hip hopper not the wave but star wars a space opera is the wave so but it's okay Um, it's okay so um for those of you who do not know there is a uh new television series starring rosario dawson called ahsoka now Ahsoka is um the padawan or the apprentice to anakin skywalker and i know you falling asleep Nate. but anakin was who he was when he was on the light side of the force he was anakin but when he went to the dark side of the force he was darth vader do you know who voiced originally who voiced darth vader no yeah. james R. jones yep well, from meteor man right see keeping it black um you know. <laughs> so I know I love Meteor Man too. Um in honor of uh Ahsoka being released on Disney Plus, The Roots, The Root.com, not the, the band, <laughs> uh, but The Root, they released a list of the best black TV series. Um, and some of the best shows ever were on that list, such as A Different World. The Jeffersons, The Parkers, Good Times. Um, fun fact, I didn't know that. Uh Good Time was a spinoff of a show called Maud, which was also a spin-off from All in the Family. And as you may or may not know, the Jeffersons were also a spin-off of All in the Family. Did you know yeah, that show? I did. But did you know, all in the family has seven spinoffs in total? I know, right? They was busting. So my question to you, it could be on this list or it could be, you know, another show. Do you have like a favorite spinoff or a go-to that comes to mind?
1: A spinoff show? Yep. (laughs) This is, um... I guess the my favorite spinoff is I don't even know if this call it is a spin-off technically. It's the best spin-off of all time, Law and Order SBU.
2: And that was on the list. That was definitely on the list. Okay. I'm rolling with that. Um Olivia
1: Benson has gotten me through
2: many days.
1: All my college years, grad school, studying or I guess like prepping for interviews, like She has been the background of so many papers and just stuff I've done. So I, I, I have like no words other than like, like I said, (laughs) best spinoff of all time.
2: Okay. I would have to, um, give the credit to the show. That is the reason why I went to college. Like 99%, maybe not that high, but a big percentage, a different world. A different world with Whitley and Dwayne. Like, I was like, man, I thought that was Hampton. I thought they shot it with just Hampton students. (laughs) So, yes. So here we go. Our third actual factual, a little bit of trivia. Can you Uh name this, uh, (laughs) can you name this professional athlete? If you, if I'm going to read off some stats, if you uh, get it, then you can just shout out.
1: Probably not, but okay.
2: All right. He played for four major league baseball teams in nine seasons. Okay. He played for five NFL teams in 14 seasons. You know who it is?
1: Isn't it Deion Sanders?
2: That's right. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep uh, shouting out prime. He once scored a touchdown and a home run in the same week. He is a two-time NFL champion, Hall of Famer, and arguably the best cornerback in NFL history. Prime time himself, Deion Sanders. So good job with that. See, you knew it.
1: Dang, when you said baseball, I was like, "Ain't no way." I don't know no (laughs) baseball. See, that was
2: the curveball. That was the curveball. Yeah
1: then you said football like
2: there's only one so actually it's not bo jackson he played oh, baseball you know and it. football mm-hmm that I
1: didn't know.
2: um are they the only i think there's the only two baseball football but there's some uh baseball basketball as well but i digress so this weekend the Colorado Buffaloes defeated Texas Central University by three points, having entered, the ga- mm-hmm. having entered the game as 20-point underdogs. Now, Coach Prime had one of the strongest transfer classes this year, including his sons um, and a young man by the name of Travis Hunter, who played like 140-some-odd uh, snaps um and like prime he plays on both sides of the ball uh, wide receiver and cornerback and so this high, this fact highlights uh, prime's ability to connect recruit lead and motivate young men which brought me to my question for you today what makes a great educator thinking about prime as a great coach and and again i'm not asking you about like a good one but what makes a great educator what do you think
1: um i would say one connection Mm -hmm. and i think through that connection is like having had the experience so Using Prime at, as an example, he has played at the highest level in two different sports. And so mm-hmm. he has that connection with players in the sense of, like, I've been where y'all are trying to go. So if you, you follow my plan, um, you'll get there, too. Mm-hmm. I think in that um, that same vein, I think, like, respect. Prime talks a lot about... Um, uh-huh. Demanding respect seems like harsh, but he is very traditional in kind of, like, how he leads his team. Like, if you're two minutes late, you're not going to play. You can't show up to his locker room with earrings and, like, things I think in 2023 we might be like, well, that's a bit much. But I think he holds true to, like, old school values, and old school values have served him well. Mm-hmm and so he is teaching his boys that yeah um and I think the last thing is probably like an open mind um in the sense of I don't know feedback isn't the word but like hearing the ideas of your students so you know in the realm of education, the the, the buzzword student centered or student focused is like floating around. So um, a lot of times people talk about getting away from like a teacher standing in front of the classroom and lecturing or um you know, things of that nature versus like using running with like the ideas and the questions that had that students have and teaching them from that point. Which goes back to connection and respect, ironically. Um, So those would be like my top three things.
2: Okay. Those are good. Those are good. Um, I am... I'm in the same ballpark. So uh, I said passion, patience, and authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that... Not all good players are good coaches and not all good students are good teachers. Um, and so like there, I watch a lot of videos. (laughs) My new thing on YouTube is like, uh, it was like woodworking, but now it is more like construction. So like, I'm watching these videos of people like build homes and I, I was able to have a substantive conversation, uh, yesterday at the coffee shop on like footings and and foundations and whatever. But although it is like a passion of mine, it's nothing that I want to know enough to like teach anybody, like walk them through that process. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you wanted to talk about like the college going process, right? Like we could talk about that all day, you know? Um, and so like both having that passion for the content and having the passion for like bringing others along with you, um, which, which kind of leads into my second point is that patience, right. Um, being able to see the end result, like, you know, again, going to the same example of like the college going process. So if you have like a freshman, you like, you know what the end result looks like. Right. And so you can kind of walk with them, not necessarily do it for them, but let them know that somebody's there with them through that process. And as they, you know, make those mistakes, like you don't overreact because you know, like, we can make these adjustments here and there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then authenticity, like I always remember my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Westfallen who was like very passionate about math right and he was just like this super you know lily white guy from uh, you know a world that i would never know but he was just himself right super mad corny but like he really cared about math and like him caring about math so much and him being patient with us like was probably the most most math I learned like before college.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, good.
2: Pardon the interruption, loved ones. We had some technical difficulties in this next section coming up. Thank you for bearing with us. Now back to the show.
0: is my I say. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I think we're all addicted. Do you have like a? I don't want to say favorite. I ask favorites. But I, I realize because of Makita, um, I have a lot of quote-unquote favorites. But um, do you have like a go to mixtape? I don't want to ask the best one. It's like a mixtape that's been holding you down for years.
1: I would say that, like, I listened to that one, like, religiously. I haven't listened in a long time. It just reminded me of it. But then also, um, Friday Night Lights. Um, I'm a J. Cole fan, if you guys didn't know. So, I can't hear you. There we go.
0: Um, are we counting So Far Gone as a mixtape? Oh, yeah,
1: that is a mixtape.
0: Yeah, That's not going to be my answer, but um, I would say I would just, you know, in, taking that under consideration. Um, you know, there's some honorable mentions. Of Wale got some classics.
1: Um, oh, yes. So, How could I forget?
0: Yeah, too many to... Too many to- But in honor of BG being released from prison today, we're going to take you back to the 992,000 Cash Money Records, Cash Money Millionaires. And I'm going to say, well, here I go with the best again. But I am going to say that The Dedication 2 is the best mixtape of all time.
1: I can respect that. I can appreciate that. Me-
0: 50 Cent had some, but man, Wayne and Drum, that was just like...
1: Wayne like Mixtape era was like... You can't go... like Mixtape...
0: I was gonna say Mixtape, Wayne was like bellow in the Olympics. Like, you know, he may not play like this during the season, but he gonna give you some world championship performance on this mixtape.
1: <laughs> this guy that I went to college with now that I'm older, I, like, understand more. But he was, like, obsessed with Wayne. And it was, like, obviously in that, I would argue, the height of his career almost. And I, he was, now that I look back at it, I'm like, uh, that guy was from New Orleans. Of course, Wayne was his end all, all I think we all have,
0: uh, Some irrational appreciation, right? Um, Especially when you think about those like regional superstars. Um, I remember like going to Virginia, and everybody didn't know like adrenaline rush, like everybody didn't know Twisted, and I was like, how do you not like? How could you not like? They knew overnight celebrity, they knew like the big, you know, Kanye hits, but I'm like. Twister, but then again, you know, I had, that was my first time living out of Chicago. So I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. so, um, I wanted to do something special for, you know, everyone listening, this being the uh, beginning of the school year, right? And for like educators, it's, like the beginning of like our academic calendar, like this is when like our year starts, right? Um, and for both you and I in different capacities, uh, enrollment season is coming up, right? Or like is starting, and so I thought it would be beneficial for families like across the country, whoever's listening, for us to share some tips when choosing a school or like an out-of-school program. Right. Um, I'm like reflecting on our interview that we had with Craig Stevenson. He uh, mentioned that families don't always know that private school is an option for them, uh, particularly like black and brown families. And so I figured that, um, instead of just having like some, you know, broad general tips, um, because you have an expertise in private schools, that you can kind of talk more specifically about that, um, give you know, give the people some tips, and then I'll follow up with you on um, some out of school programming. How does that sound? Great. All right. Well, it's your show. Why don't you kick it off?
1: Um. All right. I'm just gonna jump right in. My first tip is the educational philosophy of the school so what this means or what I try to tell people is like look inward like look at your like personal family values and see if that aligns with the educational philosophy some schools are all about sports or faith or whatever the case may be and like if you look inward or look at your own family values that you're trying to create um and see if those things align like My best example is probably maybe like a couple years ago, I was working with a mom who really liked the school that I was at, but she wanted faith. Faith was a big part of what um, her and her husband were focusing on with their children. And so she ultimately did not choose my school because again, the educational philosophy didn't align. We were not a faith-based school and she wanted that extension of her home in the classroom that we couldn't offer her. Um, my next tip is academic programming. So, this I think can be difficult if you don't speak the lingo. So, I encourage you obviously to listen to us, but like do your own research around like um, academic programs and what that means. So, the curriculum, the teachers, how they teach. Um, Is the program rigorous? Is it not so rigorous? Like, are are they focused on SEL, which is social and emotional learning, for, like, the first five years? Um, And then they focus more on academics after that. Is it flipped? Like, those are the things that I would recommend. Class size. Class size matters more than people know, but... Again, a lot of this is about like looking inward and looking like really getting to know your kid. And so some kids can handle a big classroom. They're self-directed, they're focused, and they don't need to be in a smaller environment. Some kids need a smaller environment. So I would just say, try to get to know your kid the best you can um, and really ask those really pertinent questions of the school that you're looking at. So make sure that they tell you the student-to-teacher ratio, and make sure that you are detailed in that. Don't let them give you, like, the broad strokes of it. Ask specifically, like, what is the student-to-teacher ratio either for the, like, the homeroom class or, like, if they are departmental, like, what that looks like across different subjects. Dang, hold on my iPad. You're doing good. I feel like it's weird brain. that I'm just like talking, and we are not. Well, I mean, you know, I, back and forth,
0: right? I, 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 you know, I talk a lot on the show, <laughs> um, but I do think that it is important um, that families get this information. Um, you'll hear a lot. You'll hear us mention a lot about education literacy, right? And we feel that. You know we we know these um, items, right? And I'm using that word specifically. Like we know school, we know, kindergarten. We know grades. We know, you know tutors, but we don't know how they work together. We don't know our role as parents and guardians, like our responsibilities, and we don't know all of our options, right? And so when we're choosing paths, we you know, we're limited by what, you know, and oftentimes, like, the path of least resistance, right? And so, you know, May, I feel like you're doing a great job and kind of showcasing, you know, things to consider because, like, families can make small adjustments in their mindsets, and then that will, you know, change their actions and, and give their children, you know, more options. So, although I'm not, you know, uh, doing... lot of talking in this um that's because like you're the subject
1: matter expert you know as the uh, consultants would say. so keep it going um a bonus tip in this is not on my list but it's one that you just made me think about make sure that you are clear on what the expectations of you as a parent or a guardian or the person that is responsible for that child different schools have different Um, ideas of that. Some schools have very high expectations of parents, even if you are paying a high tuition bill. Some schools try to manage as best they can in-house and try to keep a lot of that pressure off of parents. Um, Just make sure that you have an idea of what that looks like and how you can manage that within your own family and within your own home for sure um extracurricular activities this is a big one you really have to consider what you want your day-to-day to look like do you want to be picking up your kid and like going like now we're gonna to go to dance and then we're gonna to go to basketball and then we're gonna go home to dinner or do you want all of that stuff kind of like at a one-stop shop when they get out of school they can go to the basketball court and have basketball practice and then they can do homework and like when you pick them up After school, all that stuff is kind of taken care of. Um, Some families, either depending on your family structure, you could be comfortable with either one, but again, look inward, make sure you know what that looks like. And sometimes if you're doing this for the first time, it's hard to envision until you live it. And so in that, I would recommend that you talk to someone, maybe that be like a family friend, a cousin, your sister, whomever that you know that has kids and kind of can connect with you on that hustle and bustle of that day-to-day life, what that looks like, um, running kids around. Because that's hard and it's stressful. And you just got to be clear about how that works for you. Um, Facilities, I would say, is important mainly because different schools offer different things and the focal points are different. So, for example, and it can...
0: Can I interrupt yeah. you real quick? Can you uh, explain to the listeners what you need you
1: say, facilities? I mean, like, the classrooms, the gyms, the restrooms. I mean, I worked at a school that didn't have an elevator, and I had to meet with a mom in a wheelchair in a courtyard. And so, like, again, whatever needs your family has, like, be on the lookout for that. Thank you. Of course. Um, but again, you depending on what is important to you, some people don't care about that. Some people want their kids to have stay-the-art stuff. Um, that's really a personal choice and a personal decision. So just have that on your list if it matters to you. Location and commute. This is, I keep saying, I feel like everyone is a big one, but like this is a big one. it will matter where that school is the younger your children are um because they're getting dropped off unless you're in a, a school district with a bus service or dealing with a school like a private school that has a bus service um it will be the family's responsibility to make sure that student gets to school on time so think about your logistics think about as an adult if you like getting up early if you know you're not gonna get up early at 5 a.m to make sure your kid is good so that y'all could get to school on time it's not the school for you and that's okay uh but what is most important in this situation is that your child is not running into school late every day so you either have to decide like yes i'm gonna make this lifestyle change and get up early Um, or we're going to have to make some other choices. Um, diversity and inclusion. This is not something that's important to everyone, but if it is, I encourage you to ask the tough questions of a school. Um, a lot of times people will ask about how many kids, um, fall into that category. And while that matters, I always push people to faculty and staff look like because that is who is with your children every day. It's not an administrator that you're meeting in the admissions process or even like a a division principal. It is teachers, um, teacher assistants, academic coaches. Those are the people that are supporting your children. So again, if that matters to you, don't be afraid to dig in and ask hard questions.
0: So I I want to ask a question here about this topic of diversity and inclusion. Um, Because I don't want to make the assumption that everyone listening truly understands what what it is, right? And what that looks like in a classroom, in a school, and what impact that could have on their child. So can you kind of like unpack that just a little bit more on like what is diversity and inclusion? What does that look like in a elementary school right um because these are like first time families um like you mentioned this might be their first time in a first grade or kindergarten they're kind of going through this process, so like what does that look like, and why is that important?
1: I think the one obviously like race always comes to mind, but there are so many other things in that. There is socioeconomic background, which we talk about often. Um, there's neurodiversity. Like, if you have a neurodiverse child, like you probably want them to be around other students that are similar to them. So, like all those things are like a student support office. Like all those things matter. Um, and so, it really is making sure that that you're unique or your family is unique that you feel seen and heard in that space. Does that answer your question or not? No, a
0: thousand percent. I think that was a, a great explanation. Thank you for that. Good to you.
1: Um, cost and financial aid. So a lot of schools offer financial aid. I the funding is not unlimited. So my recommendation is always, if that is something you feel like you need that you contact that school early, see what programs they offer, what partnerships they have. They may not always have the funding, but they might work with another nonprofit that offers um, funding at one, like I obviously worked uh, in the Catholic school system at one point and we worked with Big Shoulders. And so at one point, Big Shoulders had a scholarship for it families that are, were brand new to Catholic education that they only offered for that one year. So there are things that are in place to support families, but again, you have to be proactive and you have to be able to um, do that research and find out for yourself what the cost is. And then like, if you need support, um, where that support will be coming from. Then another element of this, and this kind of goes across the board, is like, what are the other financial responsibilities in a school and I think sometimes especially like we just had this conversation with a guest on the podcast as far as like you drop your kid off and you like okay they're gonna give them back to me exactly how I want but there are other things that you have to pay for you got to pay for before and after care if you need it there are fundraisers there are all these different things whether you're in a private school or not that the school will ask for so try to have a somewhat of an understanding of what the financial responsibilities will be before you join that community. Perfect. Parent involvement, which I touched on that earlier, so I won't touch about talk about that anymore. Um, Values and culture. So in the the world of private schools, we call this like the value proposition and that's really like, what differentiates a school from another school or like what they do best. And so I always encourage families, again, to lean into what you value. Like some places, some families really value science and math. A liberal arts school is probably not going to be what you want. So just be clear about that and you'll be okay. Special programs. Um, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, but again, like look and see, like if your kid likes robotics, if they like debate, if they like, um, golf or tennis, like those special programs, make sure that you do that research to see if those are there. If Again, if that's something that you value as a family. I think it was a phenomenal list. Everyone out there yourself Just give me a round
0: of applause <laughs> well now I will uh pale in comparison oh I to a little some some <laughs> little some some um and you might hear some of the things that they mentioned it's almost like we work on this together almost <laughs> um so your child goes to school all day but as we know the learning um, environment is everywhere. And they, you know, learn all the time. Again, we're everyday educators and we educate everything all day long. And so, um, when your child, when your family is looking for a out of school program, I put together 10 things that you should consider when thinking of a out of school program. Number one, 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 (laughs) um think about the needs of your youth that could be academic enrichment and and excuse me let me take a step back these are in my order of importance so again number one paramount is the needs of your young person right Uh, do they need academic enrichment do they need academic support understand the difference between the two you know um Do, is this a sports, physical activity, art, mentorship, or some combination of these things, right? First thing that's paramount what you need that kind of directs where you look. Um, And they brought up a good point. Some of these uh, programs might reside within your school or might reside outside of your school. We'll get to that later. Number two, what are the values of this organization? Um, This is a highly under-considered topic, especially um, in the world of -of out-of-school programs, but this um, really impacts how that organization and those leaders make decisions, right? It is at the margins where these philosophies and values come into play. And so you want to make sure they align with your family values and your child's educational goals. Like more the education program number three, 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 three. three. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it the whole time. But here we are. um Location and transportation. Honestly, this could be number one. Like we're talking about the logistics, right? What it really comes down to, in my experience, this is the uh, biggest determinant of partic- participation. Can my child get there? Can it get back safely, reliably, and consistently? Please do not be afraid to ask if there is transportation assistance. Is there a pickup bus area? I know like in some rural spaces they kind of have those where there are locations where they'll like pick up the kids or, and to and from. Um, are there bus cars? If you're in a, you know, larger metropolitan area, is there carpooling, et cetera, right? Bonus tip, along with the transportation, please confirm the hours of operation. You want to make sure that these align with your work schedule or whoever picking up your child, their schedule and their school schedule, because You might go to a public school, you might go to a private school, and this camp, this after school thing, this mentor starts at three o'clock and your kid don't get after 3.45. So like, what are you going to do? So you want to make sure that you confirm the hours of operation. And I guess this could be like a second bonus tip: You need to know their attendance, tardiness, and late policy. Pickup policy and late attendance policy. Unfortunately, it was a young lady at the coffee shop that we go to. Her daughter got kicked out of summer camp because she kept being late. You know, they take the bus, it was on her way to work, so on and so forth, and the family couldn't get there sooner. And so even though the family paid the deposits, so on and so forth, uh, ultimately, the child was asked not to return. And so you don't want that to be you, right? You want to uh, have honest conversations with yourself, with your tribe, uh, who's ever helped um, bring up this child. And so they can just have the best experience as possible, right? Number four. I'm holding back. back, Number four (laughs) is cost. Um, You want to understand the program fee registration fees and all the additional hidden expenses for materials and field trips, you need to know. And again, Nate kind of touched on this. Do not shy away from inquiring about payment assistance, scholarships, fee waivers. Um, You may qualify for programs that are not offered without you asking much like any other institution, they don't always share with you a friend that we have additional funds, additional monies, you know, to help supplement people who are trying to participate in this program. And so you want to, uh, advocate for yourself. Like, I guess this is, if you can kind of wrap up everything they and I are sharing with you today, it is about, uh, self-advocacy and. Family advocacy, right? So if you want to make sure that you are diligent, that you are taking notes, you're listening to this and you play it back so you can write down all of the tips that we're sharing with you um, so that you can have a, a game plan, right? When you are talking to these different people and uh, you know, considering what's the best uh, situation for your child. And number five, you want to. Review the curriculum and activities of this program. Again, this is something that is very uh, underutilized in the out-of-school space, right? But you want to make sure that the activities that these young people are doing match the mission and the goal of the Oregon program. And you want to make sure that they align with your child's interests and needs. Right? So, before you sign up, make sure that uh, the student is going to get all of their needs fulfilled, all of their accommodations met, and if there is a need that isn't listed, now is the time to speak with the program staff to see what the options are, right? So, to provide an example, if your child wears glasses. And this is a basketball program. You can't afford the special horse grant glasses. You need to ask them, like, is there like a shield, is there a LeBron James face mask that homie could put on so he can practice without shattering the vision glasses I got for him that I can't replace to next year? Like That is just an example, right? Um, But you don't want to put your child in a position where they can't see, where their glasses get broken. And then they might say like, oh yeah, we got some extra such and such for so-and-so. You know, we can let them wear it during practice.
1: Or we we have have a a voucher that. that provides Horace Grant glasses.
0: Or they got the Horace Grant scholarship fund. So we don't know, right? They're uh, looking at that one day, but again, if you don't ask, right, then you you will never know, right? You got to shoot your shot, shoot a shoot, as they say. So, another pro tip number six: six. Get out the drink. You, <laughs> what are the qualifications of the staff? Vet the staff. Do a Google search, a LinkedIn search. Ask if the program everybody who works with about the space has gone through a background check. You have to understand that safety is paramount. You know, I'm as a professional that works with young people. Uh, I am not ignorant of the danger that we put, that we like entrust strangers with our families. Um, and we want to make sure that we are diligent, that we are always protecting our, our young ones. Um, and so, yeah, please make sure that you just vet ass. If there are any certification that they need, they should be posted somewhere. Like, there should be some something that they can provide to you. Um, bonus tip. Understand their safety protocols and the measures that are in place. So, again, the you know home playing AAU, when he inevitably goes up for a dunk and fractures his finger on the rim because he can't quite get over the rim, what are they going to do? Are they going to call an the ambulance? They call the ambulance. is the bill? Like what are the protocols in place? You need to know that this or that when something happens, because it's not an if. As a young man, I broke my arm three times before I graduated uh, eighth grade. So something's going to go wrong. And so you need to know, like, uh, you know, what what are their plans so that you can kind of align yourself and your tribe uh, for, for the inevitable. With that, number seven, May touched on this, and that is the parent involvement expectations, right? So at this point, you've asked some questions, you've vetted everybody, looked at the program activities, and you were like, all right, I think it's going to be the right program for my child. But you also want to know, what do they expect of me? Are you expected to participate in carpools? Are you expected to bring snacks in? orange slices, which is apparently a thing they do in soccer practice. Are you expected to be at practice to provide additional supervision? Are you de facto coaches? Like what are you supposed to do so that you will know fully what you're signing up for? Um, And you can uh, avoid misunderstandings on the back end, right? Which leads into number eight. I make each transition, but shout out to me. <laughs> it's communication. So you are entering into a relationship with this organization. And with every relationship, you must establish effective communication behaviors. So is this program texters? Emailers? Are they callers? Like how do they communicate with their family? Do they set up a Discord? Probably a younger program if they got one of those. You know, or Slack, yeah, if it's a bunch of like super professional folks. But how are they communicating? I, I would be crazy if you set your kid up for an after school program and say, Yeah, join you know my Slack so talk to them one right. That's the that's the uh That's the junior
1: Google program. They probably do something like that. But, again, how they communicate, right? Um, And see if they will... how Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and see if they will communicate in the way that you, like, wish to be communicated with. Like, I like to talk. Mm -hmm. So, like, call me to talk to me, because that's just how my brain works. I remember things better than me. Most people, especially in twenty twenty three, are not like that. They prefer email or text. Um, and I I like those things just as a way to like refer back. But I always pick, um like I would prefer a phone call. Um, and so just see like that is just a another tidbit. Like sometimes they'll be like, We will communicate with you in whichever way you like.
0: So Exactly. Like everybody in the city of Chicago has my personal phone number because it just had the least resistance to me. It belongs to the streets But that is how I communicate. Like I had that personal touch. If you know me, you can call Jeremy. I got your kid. You can chop it up. You we'll know go about our day, right? Um. So, with that, in that same vein, and they touched on this as well. How are they providing feedback to families, and how are you to ask questions? And specifically, to whom should you direct those questions to? Because the director of the program, the executive director, whoever is at the face of leading, you know, the welcome meeting, they may not be the person that you know you have a question on a random Tuesday afternoon, they may not be the person that you can uh, communicate most efficiently with, right? And so, if you need that direct form of communication, you need to make sure when it's come to program time for you to direct that information to. Number nine, staffing. So, what is the ratio, right? Um, Nate talked about this, but even more important than the ratio, especially if you're dealing with nonprofit organizations or small organizations, do they have all the critical team members to accomplish the task? We might want to do all these wonderful things, but as anybody who has hired anyone, you know, post the pandemic difficult to find people to work and so they may not have you know that coach, you know, all the coaches that they're supposed to have. They may not have all the tutors that they supposed to have. And so if there are any gaps you want to know that upfront. front and how is that program managing that, right? What are the adjustments that they put in place since they don't have all the all of their critical team members. Um so one, you want to make sure that the activities that they, you know, promise that they would do with your child, they're gonna do it, but also that there is uh, proper supervision, proper attention, and proper support for your child. And to land this point, references. So research the program's reputation, read reviews, talk to other parents, you know, want to check for any compliments or complaints, you know, ask around, um, online. There are plenty of, uh, parent groups on Facebook for anything you can think of, right? And so you want to make sure that you can get some insight to the group that you are considering. Um, and if nothing else, see if you can come and visit during like an open session that they have, just so you can, you know, nothing too invasive, but just to see what it looks like. Look at the faces. You know who will have your child. Um, and if you are this diligent, if you do all these ten things plus the bonuses that you know we shared with you today, we're confident that you're going to be able to uh, make a great decision that your child will have not just a good experience, but a transformative experience. It's so good experience. How about